And we are back. Aye, aye, aye. Again. Aye. Come on. Um, welcome to the Unbothered Podcast. <laughs> That's it. But, Dima, I nearly Ooh. hesitated. I know. You really thought about it. It's okay. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's alright. I know that we're on the Unbothered Podcast. And today we are joined by a special guest. A special. A special guest. VIP treatment. Your VIP. friends wish they could. Could never. IP. Wow. She Come loyal. On. She smart. She grateful. <laughs> She got a fresh trim. <laughs> Natural tresses only. If you perm your hair, this ain't for you. Joking. Fam, I'm joking, I'm joking. This interest crazy too long. So, but we are joined by Aisha. Hey! Hi, everybody. I'm dead. Um, and today we're going to be talking about sisterhood, in particular black sisterhood. Come on. So we are sorry if you're actually not black, but hopefully it's something that you can relate to. Yes. Because we are talking about um, sisterhood and friendship in general. So you don't have to be black, but um, we are going to talk about our own experiences because we can only talk from a black female perspective. That's correct. So um, yeah, just listen along. So first question, and this is open to everyone. Um, what does black sisterhood mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, black sisterhood means to me encouraging and uplifting the black women in my life, supporting yep. them, cheering them on, rebuking them when necessary, Amen. and vice versa. Like It's not a one-way street. I think black sisterhood is what it says on the tin. It's sisterhood, which means we're not going to fall off. It's not temporary. It's not convenient. Mm. Like We're doing life together. Mm. Beautiful. So, what do you think? I agree with everything. I that said. was me. That's why I literally passed it to you. Not that's gonna what... lie. But I was like, wow, she came nah, with one PhD she came, answer. That's it. I can't. I can't Ash. top that. Auntie Hash. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, um, but yeah. So, how do you find black sisterhood? Like, mm. you can't just go into Asda. Be like, yo, I'm looking for black sisterhood. You know, like, like that. You won't find yeah. it. With no, I. I feel <laughs> no like aisle. with mm-hmm. black sisterhood. You have to try it out. Yeah. Like, you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. And you have to maybe... You have to be open to making the first step. Because as black women, we've been told, have it all together, don't show no weakness. Mm. Other black women are your competition. Yes. So I think if you want sisterhood, you have to kind of show a little bit of your vulnerability. Mm. But then also with that, just know that you might get hurt. So you have to kind of do some trial and error. Like, what you guys are saying, you don't just go into Asda. Well, you go into Asda, you think you like this orange juice, but actually you prefer a different brand. So you just have to, Oof. you just have to trial and error a little bit. Don't get okay. too invested. Mm. Just small, small in it. How did you get like find the emotional strength to actually continue to um, go through those trials? So even have the confidence to pursue these trials mm. because when you get knocked down. And Mm. when you're hurt, it's very easy for you Mm. to stay in that place and to become stagnant or to sort of isolate yourself Mm. because, or to sort of um, almost paint every black woman with the same brush and sort of keep to yourself. So how do you actually then have that confidence to be like, cool, I've been hurt, I need to dust myself off and keep on going and actually understand that not all black women will treat me the way this one person has decided to treat me. Yeah. I think for me, because I only have two brothers who I've lived with, Mm. like I've got sisters on my dad's side, but growing up with just guys, I think that impacted me. But also I went to an all-girls secondary school for seven years. So I think that, like, all-girls school, that is your one-on-one in terms of sisterhood. 
But even at that, even though, you know, you've got 30 girls in your form, mm. you naturally get on with some of the other girls and others, or you learn how to navigate, okay, you're my sister, you're black, mm. me and you don't get along. So I think from a young age, I just learned the politics of it. But then also, because I was kind of an in-betweener at school, I was the person who people would talk about when them and their best friend have had an argument. Yeah. So I kind of learned what not to do with black sisterhood, um, where yep. it's like, sis, we have to have a code. Like, the guys have a code. Why don't we have a code? Mm. Um, but then I think it was also just, like, observing, like, society and family yep. in general, where it's like, oh, when something happens in family or when f- something happens in community... Like, black women, we don't really rally around each other. We're just like, oh, mind my own business. Like, she'll sort herself out. And I think it came to a point where I was like, mm, if we're going to move forward as a community and as, you know, a certain demographic, we have to maybe do what other demographics are doing. Like, do what the Indian girls are doing or do what the white girls That's are it. doing. Mm. Like, do, do what the Chinese girls are doing. Because if you see it, like, it's always positive when you see women of other ethnic backgrounds building sisterhood that's it but for some reason everyone just believes that no 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 as a black woman you're not supposed to get on with each other okay i'm not Mm. gonna get on with everyone but let me find the ones that i do get on with and stay with them yeah Yeah. you mentioned something about um emotion so being willing to be vulnerable Mm. so do you feel like before you get into this sisterhood quote-unquote do you need to prepare yourself emotionally for all these relationships? Or mm. do you feel like if someone's emotionally unavailable, they're ready for that kind of sisterhood? How do you know if someone's ready for a sisterhood? That's I a feel question, like right? with sisterhood, mainly my mid-20s, early 20s, um, I think what happened was trial and error. So if, for example, you say, oh, you want to catch up with me, and then you cancel last minute, or you want to catch up with me, but then it's surface level for like three months, I think we might need to just park it aside. Mm -hmm. I think it's knowing the type of person you are as well, like knowing what your triggers are. Mm. So if you're a communication person, like letting your sister know that, okay, it's like any other relationship. It's just Mm. having that mutual respect. So I think just because you're black and just because you're a woman doesn't mean that it's open floodgates to everyone. No, you have your boundaries. Mm. You have your... You, you're letting this person into your life and they need to understand your your boundaries, your values, what irks you, you know, and it depends. I think it, you have to know yourself. Like, I'm, yeah. I can be quite yeah. a needy person, so I know that actually there's certain black women in my life that I can tell certain things and others, like, I'll just see you for the celebration. That's mm. okay. Yeah. Yes. It's okay to have that, you know, your mm. inner court and your outer court. But that doesn't mean that just because I only see you my birthday, your birthday, that doesn't mean that I don't love you or I'll ever disrespect you or chat smack about you. Mm. Like I think that's what we need to learn, that you don't need to be my you don't need to be my bestie for me to talk well of you. Like mm. yeah. So having kind of like different sisters for different things. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I think it's about, like, as well, making sure not all your eggs are in one basket. Mm. And I think once you put all your eggs in one basket, that becomes a problem because then you start putting pressure on someone to be what they're not. Mm. So it's up to you as well to discern and know your role within that sisterhood. And I don't mean as in, like, oh, you can only be 
one type of thing but you you're able to discern your role in that friendship yeah and how it how you're allowed to maneuver and you know communicate yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i agree with that and i also believe it's also going into that sisterhood that friendship without having expectations yes because people are people like they're doing life sometimes they're too busy to Mm. contact you doesn't mean they don't love you or hate you Mm. life is just happening Mm. um don't have the expectation that people are always going to be there for you or some people will disappoint and it's okay Mm -hmm. it's just learning how to deal with that and being able to like you said know yourself Mm -hmm. so if you feel you're getting to that point where you're just like rah I'm out here by myself. No one's out here for me. Communicate that with your sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So don't be afraid. I would say don't be afraid to have expectations, but don't depend on them yeah. as well. Because mm. if you have no expectations, then you'll have no boundaries and then you'll have people taking advantage of you, mm. which isn't great. So... Um, 100%. Yeah. But I also think as well, like, another aspect to what you're saying as well is give people time to grow as well. Mm. Yeah. Because this is one thing that I've recently learned about myself as well is that with me personally i'm not emotionally it takes a lot sometimes for me to push my guard down Mm. and to let people in it takes a lot like it it really does take a lot and that's like with one of my closest friends like we've been friends for like three years but it's only and it's been pretty much it has been we've had moments where it's sparks of like um deeper level sort of friendship but it hasn't been cohesively uh, a no. deep, yeah. fluid friendship. But it's only just now because I've grown to understand that it's actually okay for me to express my emotions with and communicate that with another individual mm. in a way that exerts a friendship that um, I've now only just started doing that. And I've only, So I think one thing as well is that if people are a bit reluctant to catch up... Um, sometimes it's because they need time to grow and time to actually accept Mm -hmm. the person for who they are Mm. because this person was so loving like she's very loving and she's amazing and honestly like i feel like she just radiates like the authentic nature of love and Mm. i just was not ready for that yet because i'm not at that level where i'm ready to accept that yeah and be able to reciprocate that back Mm -hmm. so rather than hurting that person i thought wow let me just distance myself and put my guards up and allow her to do what she needs to do, me to do what I need to do. And then when I'm ready and I'm at at the point where I know that I won't disappoint her or let her down or make her feel like it's bad that she's being disloving towards me, Mm -hmm. then when I'm mature enough and I know I can handle that, I want to take this. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm at that point, I'm like, cool, I can actually go deeper now. Yeah, but it's about communicating that as well. Don't like just that. grow and then just be like, "Cool, see, ya, I'm disappearing." Like you have to yeah. explain yourself. Yeah. You can't just yeah. go into someone's life and dip out because yeah. that's also very dangerous. Yeah. And something yeah. important that I actually really like that you said it's learning to accept the love as well mm-hmm. because black women we love really hard and yeah. we're quite we're really loyal mm-hmm. as well. But if we don't know how to accept that love in whatever form it's shown in it looks a bit mad and we can tend to distance ourselves mm, like, yeah. this is too much, it's mm-hmm. overwhelming. Yeah. I don't like the way they're loving me. Like, mm, yeah. we try to find excuses to mm-hmm. escape from that friendship. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's also learning how to accept love as well in that friendship, in that mm. sisterhood. Which is really important because I think as we go through our 20s, it, it does change. Like, mm. the friendships that you form when you're in uni to Mm. when you're, you know, on the graduate hustle, first year, second year. But then as 
as the years go on, your priorities change. Yeah. And also you need to communicate that. So, mm. you know, a friend who you thought was always the strong one, you know, by the time you're 23, 24, 25, sis is going through something, but you need to you need to check in with her That's to it. make sure that she is just the she is still the strong one. That like you can't assume that somebody how you met them yeah. when you were nineteen is the same way that they're gonna be when they're twenty six because yeah. life will happen. So it's really important to communicate. But then also on the point of love, one thing that I experienced was I think when I started getting into the whole idea of sisterhood, a lot of people on the receiving end were maybe two or three years younger than me. So I came across as this like overbearing love, like auntie, mummy, mm. la la la. But I was just like, no, like when you when life hits you or when you realise that you're 26 and you want to do this, this and that, actually it's that sisterhood love that will keep you mm. keep you yeah. going, keep you encouraged, remind you about where you've come from, um, and where you're potentially going. So I think don't if you are that that maternal person in your friendship group like don't hold back don't be afraid yeah because after a while things will happen where other people will appreciate and other people will need it and Mm. other people will reciprocate that Mm. so when you fall off the wagon like i have um over the past two and a half years with some of my friends you give people an opportunity to step in Mm. so it goes back to what i was saying about Black sisterhood is two ways. Mm. So if you find yourself in a low point, don't see yourself as always being the the low point, the one who always needs the encouraging. Like, mm. learn to switch roles. Yes. That's this really is a good. very big thing. That's really good. Mm. So do you guys feel like it's important for every black woman to have that black sisterhood around her? And why is it so important for black women to have people that look like her mm. as sisters? Mm. Well, from a superficial level, your hair, your makeup, nail colour, like, come on, like, sis, where can I get jeans that fit me? Like, from a superficial level, fine. But then also, career-wise, you're navigating a certain industry. You want to know what what does that industry look like for me as a black woman. Health-wise as well, we need to know that there's certain things that um, black women are more predisposed to to getting yep. so if you have an older woman who's been there done that you can speak about it That's it. Mm. um future relationship or marriage or even you know when things don't go so right in life you know a death of a relative or something i think mm. we are able to understand like the politics of afro-caribbean families mm. and i think that's important i think black sisterhood is preventative care you mm. have your black mm. sisterhood there not so that you know, when things go wrong. But trust, it's your black sisterhood that you lean on when life happens. Yes. When life happens, because they're the one that will bring you pepper soup or they're the one that will bring you soya or jollof or <laughs> super malt. Do you know what I mean? They're the ones that will give you that good home cooking yeah. that need that you need. Um, so that's what I think. What about you, Cindy? Um, I think, can you ask me again the question? Because I had it in the top of my head, but it's like, is it why like black sisterhood is important? Yeah. And why do you, why does every black do you think every black woman should have a black sisterhood? Um, I think it is essential because you just need it to navigate through life. Like the way that this society is built is built upon sort of only sort of reflecting specific ethnic groups. Do you know what I mean? And sort of mm. exerting them and upholding them and actually making sure that they're supported well and that 
they are actually in a place of good health mentally physically all that and i think with us we're quite the group is quite marginalized and quite suppressed and i think because of that we as individuals sometimes as black women we don't even know how to um assimilate or even how to navigate that mm. so it's i think it's essential in terms of mentorship in terms of mental health in terms of just knowing yourself and knowing how you can help others it's so so important so that you so that like Aisha was saying you can get people who can just help you you know mm. what I mean help you actually know what you don't know because I feel like already as it is like as black women we roam around sometimes we have to act like we know everything mm. and we have to walk with that and sometimes it is good to an extent because sometimes we learn like but I, I feel like we shouldn't always be that kind of trial and error Mm-hmm. person do you know what i mean we also need to know what to do at certain times because you can't try and error everything yeah you know what i mean so i think it's just as essential to have people who are actually willing to who look like you who are willing to help you who are willing to pour into you when you can't pour into yourself because we're already holding this whole world by our yeah. shoulders mm-hmm. like we can't do all that by ourselves we we have to do that together i think that's why it's important to me but yeah what do you think, Sal? Do you know, it's only recently I've started to understand the importance of black sisterhood because mm. I feel like I was so clueless before. Mm. Like, everything... Bruv, this, this adulting will not kill me in Jesus' name, but... Amen! Amen! <laughs> <laughs> it's just the fact that, like, you don't realise how important it is yeah. until... You start working your first job Shall or um, you start having crushes or you start like doing, moving, like doing madness. Like <laughs> it's so important because you have people <laughs> that can relate to you, that can um, like, you. give you stories, give you TED talks. Like yes. it's it's very important, I think. And I feel, I feel like every single black woman needs to have that at least one black person woman that they can talk to as well mm-hmm. it's very important to have someone that you have shared experiences yeah. with um where you have you can have this different perspectives on a situation and um it's not just you running this race alone mm-hmm. um yeah it makes life easier yeah because like, life is hard oh, it's yeah. tough sis so tough no one told me in school that it was this hard you, you know what i mean nobody told you <laughs> <laughs> They were telling us perimeter of circle, no. but they cannot tell us adulting. Listen, very silly, very, no, very silly. It's funny and off topic. <laughs> I did use Pythagoras theorem yesterday. Cheese, bang bang. Um, yeah. So. What have you ever so, measured the area of a circle? Though, real talk. Never. When I'm counting my coins. <laughs> no, oh so oh my god! A one pound coins or what? Because it's <laughs> my pennies. I can't, I can't stand you. You said about one pound coins. So, is it possible for black sister to go wrong? And what hey. happens? Or what should we do if it goes wrong? Who's really going to take the few to the stand? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is possible. Um, for example, when people start getting married. Oh, it's true, actually. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I've heard many stories of friendships breaking down. No. Oh, chalet. In all seriousness, though, yeah, black sisterhood can go wrong. I think 
expectations as well. Wow. Mm. So expectations in terms of, you know, how a friend will include you when they move into a new life stage, whether yeah. that's marriage yeah. or move on in career or travel the world. I think black sisterhood goes wrong when there's miscommunication. Mm. Um, when you talk about your friend's business to somebody else, mm. because this, you know, if everyone who lives outside of London who's listening, okay, but this London is small. Very so small. you need to be careful. Oh. It's very, very small. Um, oh. But Facts. yeah, black sisterhood can go wrong. I think miscommunication is a, oh, like, like one person was in their feelings, but then you you spoke out in anger. Nobody apologized, and yeah, everyone was like, "I'm too grown for this. I'm adulting. I haven't got time to mm. communicate." Mm. Instead of actually thinking, "No, I value this friendship." Like we can make it through. Yeah. Or, for example, if there's a life change, try and meet that person in the middle. Um, if the person's moved out of the city, try and see them, you know, once a quarter or something. Yeah. Find a middle ground. Or if your friend, you know, you were rolling deep, gang-gang in south-east London, but they moved to north-west. Hey, I don't know why you moved to north-west <laughs> London, but anyways, like, try and meet them in the middle. Or... Yeah, like, send them an email, give them a call, FaceTime, do you know what I mean? But I feel like when when one person gives up, the other person's naturally going to fall back too. Yeah. Wow. And we all know in any relationship, without communication, everyone just makes stuff up. Mm. And you have your own assumptions. Or you're thinking, ah, oh, because she went on the, she's she's gone on the glow up in it, she hasn't got time for me. Like, or just all this yes. stuff. Yes. All this yes. stuff. So, yeah, I think... Also, social media doesn't help because, you know, she forgot to call you back, but these times her Instagram stories is popping. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's just put it on thi- mute. Yeah, there's, mute just, there's just things that, if you're not careful, if you don't communicate, it can destroy black sisters. Wow. Yeah. And boys, oh, sorry. Boys. Men's wig. Men, I, if I had a wig, I would throw it. <laughs> <laughs> men as well but we'll talk about that in another podcast Ay. Ay. okay so you'll be back for another she's one, already yeah? proclaimed it in another podcast okay <laughs> come on but I like what you said about the assumptions like I think <laughs> assumptions kills like do you know like do you know on cigarette packets you get the cigarette smoking kills we Please, need one is like that on right everyone's now. forehead Assumption kills, like <laughs> that's it. Just slap it on there. Can you hear the slap? Like, can you hear the slap? The power like, of it because some yeah. people need to wake up. Yeah, honestly, like assumptions <laughs> really do kill relationships. Oh, please. Like, speak if on you it. cannot communicate, like it's nuts. Mm. Because, like, the whole Instagram, like, if your friend I forgot to call you back, but her Instagram is popping. For me, I'm not even gonna lie. Sometimes I said I'm going to sleep. I'm still on Instagram. Maybe sleep didn't catch me. Like, <laughs> you didn't, but because you didn't communicate how you felt, like I wouldn't. You would. You would hate me so much, but I wouldn't know because you didn't tell me. Wow. Like wow, you need wow, to wow. tell me if there's an issue. Let's sort it out. Yeah. Before the grudge builds up. And bitterness really takes root in your heart because we don't want that. We want black sister to flourish and grow. That's mm. it. But if you're now um, angry because I was on Instagram rather than talking to you, then sis, you need to communicate that. Don't assume that I'm actually ignoring you. I could have generally forgotten. Like, and that's not wrong either. Sometimes yeah. some people have forgotten. Some people don't want to talk to you. That's okay. Communicate mm. it regardless. Yeah. Mm. Communicate it regardless. 
No, I agree. I think as well it stems from sometimes when um, there's that lack of transparency. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like what you guys have been just saying. Just communicate how you feel. And then you also have to know that how somebody chooses to respond to what you said is their business. You can't be mad at how they choose to respond to things. Mm. However, the way that they choose to communicate, that is another issue. So you can have an issue with that, but you can't be mad at what they initially what they are communicating to you as a person. Yeah. You've got to accept that for the reality of whatever it may be. And I think another thing is when people sort of do false mentoring. When you're like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna like nurture you, I'm gonna help you and then when you get to another age or another they're in another phase, they go, Phew they say bye. See you later, I'm not gonna and you know False mentoring. Wow. Look, no, if you're gonna do false mentoring, we're not here for it. Mm -hmm. Like it's not yeah. It's not a problem. And I understand there's a difference between somebody being there for, in a season of your life and actually nurturing you mm. rather than someone proactively saying with their own vocal cords, nobody's told them to say it, that, oh, right, I'm going to mentor you, I'm going to be your mentor, yeah. and then not even take you under your wing. That's very, very silly. And you know it's silly. You Nobody nobody forced you to say it. It's not It's not by force. If you didn't want to do it, you didn't have to do it. Nobody came and said, oh, right, for you to, for you to go to heaven, you must now mentor this person. That's look okay so i said what i said <laughs> I, I don't even regret I it. I said it. what i say look but what about <laughs> in the um scenario of a black woman <laughs> mm. so in the scenario of a black woman who physically cannot get themselves around um a black another black woman so if Ooh. you're living in like rough one village in the midlands there's always a way you're only black woman um so what about women who can't get around the black sisterhood or they don't want to because they feel more connected to um, other races? What do you say to that? Is it still necessary for them to have a black sisterhood? I feel like with the women who can't, so for example, if you live in a remote part of whichever country, Guernsey. I feel like, like, like Guernsey, I feel like you have the internet and there's youtube like you haven't really got an excuse like Mm. you can reach out to those women and no matter how isolated you are i'm pretty sure you've got a local town center or a local city like birmingham manchester edinburgh Mm. like so but again i feel like it's how proactive you want to be Mm. which leads on to your second question about those people who choose to separate themselves from black other black women i think it's okay when you're a teenager because sometimes, you know, we've got different social pressures. We don't want to be associated with certain people or sometimes we don't have the same interests as the other black people in our school and our college. That's mm. fine. The same is fine in university. However, when you hit uni, you're probably going to find people who you do gel with who happen to be black women. But if you consciously make a decision to avoid black women and on top of that, you want to tra- trash about them, I would probably send you to therapy because there's something deeply rooted there. And I mean that with all respect and in love. But for you to actively separate yourself from the people who you are, so your mum, your grandma, your auntie, Mm. like these people are in your family. Mm. Ancestral. Ancestral. I'm not saying if you got adopted and, you know, that's, that's 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 a totally different story. However, even at that, I think gone are the days where you can say, or I'm going to isolate myself from 
black women. Yeah. Doesn't mean all of them need to be your best friend. I'm not saying they need to be your best friends, but you should have at least one or two who you can call on. Yeah. In my opinion. 100%. I agree with that. Everything you said, like, you just hit the nail on the head with that one. That's it. But are there any valid reasons to exclude yourself from the black system? Ooh. I think there's valid reasons for you to be hurt, but for you to exclude yourself is to proactively isolate yourself from another person. I don't think there's a... Mm, unless the environment that you're in is very toxic and dangerous to you. But then not all black as a person be toxic. So even no, but I'm ones. talking as in like abuse. We're talking oh, mad, like yeah. verbal mm. abuse, yeah, or mm. physical abuse, emotional abuse, mm. emotion exactly. Order Especially abuses. if there's a lot of emotional manipulation is one that goes very suppressed. Gaslighting. And, oh, don't even get me started. Mm. Especially if you're being gaslighted. Mm. Like honestly, if it's environments like that, then one hundred percent. But you're saying from all black women i don't think all black women like it's understandable for you to be hurt but if it's an environment that's not conducive for you to grow as a person Mm. and for you to be your best self and for you to even feel like you can express yourself without having that um feeling of judgment that the way that you were innately created in personality Mm. and physicality is wrong do you know what i mean you should mm-hmm. feel like you can freely be yourself in that environment and if you yeah. can't do that then maybe it's not for you <clears throat> and it might be a seasonal thing it might just be at this season in your life it's not conducive but you might find later on in your life it is mm. but for me if you're asking me i genuinely yeah that's what i think yeah okay so how do you know when a sisterhood is really good like what are the signs of a good sisterhood mm. even within a sisterhood let's say you've got three or four of you who are really close, or you might just have a really good sisterhood with one person. Um, It depends, actually. I think if everyone knows, you know, where you're at in life, what stage you're at in life, so if Mm. I know that my sister is going through, is going to have a stressful three or four months, maybe I'm not going to pressure her to catch up. Mm. So I leave Mm. the board in her court. So I think it's just a good sisterhood is knowing where each other are at and Mm. supporting them in that. Even if it means I'm not going to see you for six months, sis. Mm. But if I know you're going after something professionally or you're going through something with your family and you need that, you know, your spare time needs to be devoted to that. Mm. As your sister, I support you on that. That's it. Because being my sister doesn't mean that I see you every day or I see you every week or we speak all the time. There will be times and seasons for that. But it's appreciating that this friendship is more long term. Yeah. So we do what we need to do until you finish whichever course you're doing or you finish looking after your mom or your children or you've moved house or whatever the case may be. So I think, in my opinion, that's a good sisterhood. Mm. Um, I think for me it's about a good sisterhood is where you can be yourself, Mm. where you can be challenged Mm. to be your best self, where there's honesty. So people will will tell you, when you're going on the right path. Not people who will just let you do madness mm-hmm. and encourage you to do madness, like, and actually not correct you. Like, yeah, you might go through the madness together, but they'll correct you. Like, they'll actually tell you, no, you're moving mad. Yeah. Like, you should be able to actually ask someone, am I moving mad? And if they know you're moving mad and they suppress that, then it's a wrap for you, really. And truly, you're just lost in the source and you're in that friendship group for banter. That's it. Um, I think, as well, you should... Yeah, it's just killing me. Um, You should also be able to... um, Oh, my God, I had a thought and it's just ran away. Wow. It's gone now. Don't worry about it. (laughs) If it comes back, I'll let you know. But, yeah, that's it. Um, I think it's also um, 
being comfortable to be vulnerable. Yes. Um, to be able to cry because obviously man's hard in it. <sighs> man don't cry. But there are a few times <laughs> I've had to shed tears because things have got me in the chest. Oh, um, and I never used to think I would be able to cry in front of people, but now I do, and I don't care anymore. Like I actually enjoy a good cry. Mm. That's how much I've grown. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll text Asha but I just need to cry I just need to cry but, um, she'll be running home to cry <laughs> exposed I'm dead and then trying to advise me that me too I should cry now I'm not there yet so are you serious I'm not there I'm yet screaming. I'm not there I'm an auntie but I'm hard in it listen part of sisterhood is being able to cry together amen Sis. so um yeah. To being able to feel encouraged <laughs> to cry and be vulnerable about and be honest about how you're feeling. Mm. Um, mm. Was that what you wanted to was I think more? that's it. And have fun. Yes. That's basic. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you can't have banter, like, what are you actually doing in this relationship? If you're not so kiki keying, then. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so a bit peak for you in it. Sorry. But. Um, like, life's already hard enough. You need yeah. to laugh. You mm. need to have a bit of cry, little, like, little. Mm. just be like be stupid that's it like within means and boundaries mm-hmm. yeah don't come and jump off I feel like <laughs> a good a good scripture for um for for sisterhood okay. is um you know weep with those who weep yes, Re- rejoice with those who rejoice Amen. I feel like that's the slogan for every so when your sister is happy oh yeah be happy with her yes. when she is sad Comfort her, but encourage her too. Mm. But you can't be when your sister's rejoicing. You're now all, oh, God. Side but why on the outside, you're like, yes, you yes, yes. But your chest. Yeah, your side iron. Yeah. You know, like so, that. So um, you can Google that scripture. Because I, I feel like it's in Romans. But anyways, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is the actual difference between when does a... How do you know when a friendship becomes... How do you know when a friendship goes from friends, just friendship to an actual sisterhood? When you're and, doing life together. And can the sisterhood relegate back to friendship? Oh, yes. Because there's... No, I'm... Can so, you undo I really said that to you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Real quick, with the chest. I think with the sisterhood, I think there's certain boundaries and there's certain values. And I think if you're not on it and you're not being sensible and you actually, you don't want to see me win as a person and that doesn't just mean oh when things are going correct but when you need to pattern me if you can't do that i will simply just put you back in the friendship zone and you will work it out for yourself i'll leave you to work that out for yourself i'm mm. not gonna come and say by chest yeah because the way that there has to be a certain way everybody carries themselves in a certain way and everybody has their own values and everybody has their own boundaries but it's your job as you if you're a person who's gone i've decided to do life with this person it means that you are going to respect the boundaries and the values vice versa you're not going to now use your your values or your boundaries against somebody else's and sort of judge them based on that it should be that you're that these two people feel like they can both be respectful and they both know their boundaries they both know when they're being respectful when they're being disrespectful they know when to apologize and when not to and i think it's just about again you're being clear Mm. And I just think if you can't adhere to that or you can't express those those feelings, but then your actions are speaking louder than their words, then sometimes it's it's necessary to assess and discern the playing field and actually know, yeah, cool, we're taking this back to our friendship. And obviously let them know if you feel like you need to do that. But for mm. so, sometimes you just... Sometimes it will naturally happen. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sometimes mm. 
you will naturally go from sisterhood to friendship or friendship to, to sisterhood. Because, for example, for me and Sarah to get to know, know each other, it was friendship, and then it just progressed into sisterhood. And That's we didn't, it. we didn't. It's not like I called her up and like we're in sisterhood now. We must feel full of Like we weren't like that. It wasn't that kind of things. We just, yeah, like, yeah. we just let like, God do the thing, and it He did the yeah. test. It was yeah. natural. It wasn't forced. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think, yeah, you can go from sisterhood to friendship. Mm. For me, it's how do you react when I'm weeping or when I'm rejoicing? Mm. Mm. That's when. There, yeah. You know what I mean? So if I am weeping, it doesn't mean drop your life and come 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 into mine, mm. but there's a difference. You know, there's some people who are naturally forgetful and some people who literally, they just don't care. Like, if you're not clapping for them, they don't want to really yeah. hear from you. That's like, mad. So, that, so then you get put back in friend zone, sis. Um, but if you... Yeah, if you're not really hearing me, or if you're not, like you were saying before, if you're not accepting me for who I am right now, or if you're questioning, you know, me having fun, even though I told you... Like if if there's too many questions, like I'm a grown woman, you, you know can like go that. you can go back to friend you can go back to friend zone because mm. I won't do that to my sisters either. Mm. Like I put enough respect on my sister's name to know, do you know what? She's doing what she's doing, she knows my number, um, I'm not author and finish off her life. So yeah. And it's that as you said, like you've made a decision to walk with this person and this is why I think sisterhood you can only really have it with no more than five people. That's facts. Because Ooh. the level of investment and the level of, okay, we're carrying this weight together or I'm mm. checking in on sis and seeing how mum's doing or how's work going or how's that course going. You can't do that with everyone. So if anyone has a sisterhood bigger than five, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if that's sisterhood. I think it's friendship. Just click like that. Friendly. Yeah, I feel like that's friendship. Yeah, that's a very good friendship. But however, you can't really afford in this economy to be sowing into that. It's and, true. And you know, women, We, as Sata said, like we love hard. We communicate yeah. hard. So yeah. to now be trying to give that to more than five women, it, it's I nuts. can't. I can't. It's yeah. crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. What's the difference? Because I wanted to just ask you quickly because you were saying like, asking so many questions yeah about like how you decide to have fun mm. um how what's the difference between then sort of questioning and policing Ooh. i think questioning is when you are okay so the word i should have used is policing questioning is showing a general interest like ask this what you're reading what you're watching mm. like oh okay so like you're enjoying that but policing is kind of, oh, do you really think you should be reading that? Or do you really think you should be watching that? Or do you really think you should be listening to that? And it's like, eh? Like, unless you've got, unless I've told you that whatever I'm consuming through my eye gate or my ear gate, unless I've told you what I'm consuming is affecting me, mm. you can't come now and police the fact of the matter. So, for example, I went through it last year where, I barely watched any sermons on YouTube. Mm. Like, my brain was just fried. However, me and Netflix, all of a sudden, I discovered this thing called Netflix. I said, wow, <laughs> I'm getting my life. I was, see. But that's the thing. And then I was watching, like, commencement speeches by, like, Michelle Obama. I just found, like, this whole new, you know, black sisterhood online. Mm. And I'll spend my time doing that. But if anyone wanted to now come and jump in and tell me, no, I shouldn't be watching Netflix, I'll be like... It's not affecting your bank balance. Mm. So what is it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. This is my season of rest. Yeah. This is my season mm. of my brain just needs to numb out. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, I did go through seasons where like some of my sisters stroke friends would like send me sermons and stuff. And I, 
honestly and transparently, I'll just be like, I will keep it there, but I can't watch it. Mm. Or I would watch five minutes of it and I'd be like, sis, I couldn't get past five minutes because my attention span was shot. So anything that's mildly like educational, I was just like, mm. I'm not here for it. Like, I would rather sleep. So if you want to judge me because I'm no longer listening to sermons or I'm no longer going to church, that's your business. However, if you now take your two feet and you come and visit me or you try and meet me midweek, that's different. And we can mm. still talk about the scripture. Mm. You can see how I'm doing spiritually. There's a difference. Yeah. I think policing is when the friendship is on one person's terms. For oh, example, chalet. for example, if your friendship with Sato was, we're only friends if I see you at this at church. You know, it's a conditional friendship. It's a convenient. Mm. So I don't I don't message Cindy or I don't message Sata those six days of the week. That's mad. Okay, yeah. And that's almost emotionally manipulative because yeah. it's kind of going raw. Like, I'll only be friends with you during these hours. After these hours, don't at me, basically. That's initially what the subtext of that is saying. That's very, very scary. And how would you get out of that if you're experiencing that as a person? And do you have an experience? Or anyone, um, and that's an open question for anyone. Anyone. Um, have you experienced it, and how would you like sort of what? like um, what a I tox- just said? A toxic sisterhood, I guess. My short, atten- I've got such a short attention span; it's not even funny. Short- yeah, have you experienced no, that? And what are the sort of the symptoms and the red flags of it? Oh, um, <sighs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> was it a toxic um, sisterhood? Mm. Um, I, I think it probably was, but I just didn't see it. Mad. Or I was denying it because I thought that person needed my friendship, like my sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. I was still in it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realised it was dangerous wow. when it physically affected my health. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were supposed to be somewhere where we were supposed to be enjoying ourselves. And when it physically affected me then that's when i was like i have to end this even Mm -hmm. though i didn't want to i was worried because i was like this person still needs me as their sister because i don't know who else they're gonna turn to and like we were good but i didn't it's like a part of me didn't want to recognize her toxic behaviors because it was noticeable to other people but because it wasn't affecting me, I was like, oh, she's just cool. Mm. Um, and I genuinely did love her. So I didn't want to just counsel her because that's not what I do. Like, if someone's going through a hard time, I'm not going to counsel you. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew her story and everything. Um, but it, it, it did cross the line of when it's physical, like, it really affects me physically because emotionally i can just firm it like i love my love for you is more than my own emotional health and that's something i still need to like deal with Mm. um because i love so hard but when it crosses the physical i'm just like no i have to i can't come and kill myself for this friendship Mm. sisterhood Mm. so i think that's when i would end it for me personally is when it's when it's affecting me physically but i do need to stop it when it affects me emotionally as well because mm. that friendship did affect me emotionally i just thought i could just grin and bear it yeah because of my love for that person yeah wow. i think for me the experience of 
So I was a person who I didn't really know about, okay, you can only really love so hard, like love really well five people. I was trying to do let's 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 love twenty five people equally, mm. which was just a madness. Mm. But um I think I had to start getting very practical and I remember hearing somebody say, Look at your calendar and look at your bank balance and it will tell you what you what's important to you. Mm. And I think it was the end of 2015, I did that, where I looked at my calendar and I looked at how much money and time I was spending with other people and in terms of how much I was getting back. And I was in deficit, like deficit in money. I was thinking I could have saved like a good half of that money. Mm. Um, I even remember looking through the calendar and I was like, who is that? Like, I saw a name and I was like, who? Like, <laughs> who is that person? But mad, I mad, mad. I had gone and spent like £30 on dinner with her and I was like, but who is she? Um, so yeah, I think when I realised it was, when I realised sisterhoods are becoming toxic, I'm just really practical. Like, I look at my phone logs and I look at my, my iMessages on my mm. WhatsApps and mm. I'm like, okay, not to say it's tit for tat, but if it's a continuous, and it's not because the person has gone through a rough time in life, this person is just lazy and is used to me always running after them. Yeah. Comes to a point where I think it was about two years ago and I said enough is enough. Because like Sata, for me, it had taken a physical toll on my body. Mm. Me running around different people and trying to be there for different people. It just was not sustainable. Um, so when my body said no, I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think mine just happened when I was pretty much in a um, transition between A-level and uni, and I sort of just saw, like, with me, I'm able to see red flags. And for me, I sometimes I'll take those red flags and I'll cut it, and I'll be like, cool, you're showing too much. Too, much, too many red flags, I can't deal with that. Cool, I'm just going to respectfully leave you by. But I think because I genuinely wanted to see this person do well and prosper, I stuck it out for a bit, but then I was just finding that I'm working too hard to make something like some something like a friendship should be effortless, and you shouldn't feel like right. I'm I'm proactively putting in so much work to make it work, because then that that means you're putting so much pressure on yourself and on that person to be what you're not or to make the friendship what you're not. And so when I then just saw that and I was like, cool, I've got to go because it's making me exhausted and we're still on this shallow level. It's never going to be on a deep level. Mm. I've accepted that. That's cool. I'll see you when I see you. It's not that deep. That's it. You know? Yeah. And I think that was it really for me. So so last closing statements. If you could summarise Black Sisterhood in one sentence, how would you summarise it? Look at you, Oprah. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so I'll go first. Cause hmm. I thought about wow. She thought about a question <laughs> and answer and then she just left us. The gag is, I have the answer. The gag is. <laughs> um, so I would say black sisterhood is beautiful. Wow. That's it. Period. <laughs> okay, DJ. <laughs> I would say black sisterhood is essential uh, wow look we have poets here William Shakespeare <laughs> and I'm just here just, uh, I think it is exhilarating that's mm-hmm. the word I would use yeah 
and there we go so black sisterhood is beautiful it's i've already forgotten <laughs> you said it's beautiful black sisterhood is beautiful i'm really looking at you and i can't it's really gone in my head i'm trying look at me in the eyes i'm trying to get it i'm trying to get it no 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 wait wait i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it no i'm not <laughs> wait no she's she used such a good word as well that's the thing what what did she say it's because my word was so dead i could remember mine exhilarating oh, what did you say <laughs> Aisha what did you say you see what Cindy was talking about <laughs> false mentorship <laughs> <laughs> do you see why some people drop off <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry do you see why? I've got the memory of a goldfish right? it begins with an E though yeah it begins with an E so mine is obviously the most important yeah. essential yes so let's start that again. Black, be- <laughs> black beauty, black ex. <laughs> black sisterhood is beautiful. It's essential and it's exhilarating. So um, we hope you enjoyed that episode of po- the podcast. Um, black sisterhood. Um, share your thoughts with us. Do you think black sisterhood is important? Why do you need it? Um, it's not funny and yeah so we want to say thank you so much to Aisha to joining us on the podcast this week and we hope to see she's royal raving but you can't see it Meghan Markle who we hope that you'll join us for the next episode see ya see ya